You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> I ayahuasca. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. The Green Bay Packers score 18 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Saints 18-17. Jordan Love leads a comeback that has not been done since 2020. Matt Hamilton back in the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The Mons are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Absolutely. Matt Hamilton, who was that quarterback on September 13th against Detroit Lions in 2020 that led his team back in magnificent fashion from a 17-point deficit through three quarters? Aaron Rodgers. Mitch Trubisky. Ah! <laughs> Crowd his ass. Jordan Love, Hall of Fame. That's a <laughs> Overreaction Monday. Get into the show. 844 so savage. You are brutal. 844s. Thanks to Primetime Wollersheim for that stat. And pulled it from Mike Sando in the pick six from The Athletic. Oh, yeah. Do you believe? He we does believe. the research. <laughs> he does the research. Uh... Actually, speaking of our old producer who didn't do the research for us, Alex Strofe, I was on Mr. Irrelevant today. That was live, and you can listen back. It was live at like 12.25 today. You can listen back. Apple, Spotify, and those great places for Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, and we talked through uh, the horrible life it is to be a Bears fan. But that's not today, Matt Hamilton. It's Overreaction Monday. Uh, Getting to the show, 844-770-3776. I want you to chime in with one word that describes the Packers' win. Over the Saints, but Matt Hamilton, overreact for us. All right. Well, the game started for me the second Derek Carr got injured. Now, I'm not saying that because the first three quarters of football were bad. I had just gotten picked up from the airport and flying home from Canada, and that's the time I got in. I got in about 2 o'clock, and that's... What was happening? Derek Carr just goes down. I, my wife had to remind me. Um, so I, we get home, and I'm watching the game, and Jordan Love, down 17, looks as poised as he ever does the entire time. The team doesn't look like they're panicking. There's still a pretty good split with the run game working or uh, going there, even though it wasn't really doing a terribly good job. They stayed committed to it, so the defense had to stay honest. I think it kept the pass game open for Jordan Love. The guy threw for 104 yards in that fourth quarter. He rushed for 25. I watched the rushing TD. I watched the two-point conversion. The next touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. He ended up getting 67 yards in pass interference. I mean, it was amazing. It was an amazing comeback that he set up. Uh, you you just you got to love what you're seeing right now because a lot of quarterbacks, it's easy to just – 
sink there. When you're down by 18, to be able to yeah, still man. go out there, know that that game's not over. Him and Mitch Trubisky, man. Know that your Gritty. defense is going to keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. Because let's be real, the defense haven't hasn't given up, didn't give up a point. Uh, or a touchdown to the offense since the first quarter. So even when Derek Carr was going in for the second and third, the defense was still doing their job, mm-hmm. right? The special teams gave up a tutty, and then one field goal after that. So I think the defense played fantastic. They gave Jordan Love and the Packers a bunch of bites at the apple there in the fourth quarter, and Jordan Love was able to get it done. A far cry from what we saw in the Atlanta game. This was super promising. Uh, granted, how much did you see? Watch the whole game? Felt good about everything to, uh, start to finish? No, just uh, just fourth quarter. Like I said, it's the only <laughs> part of the game that mattered. It ended up being the only part of the game that mattered. And clearly, my fandom, my attention is what turned the Packers there you go. tides. Um, I do believe in that kind of thing. And uh-huh. once I started tuning into my team because I was home and ready to relax after a long curling trip, Packers were on the TV. I was on the couch. M- maybe... A little CBD gummy. We had a good time. I got some good rest. It was an awesome game. It was an awesome fourth quarter. Couldn't believe how great the Packers did. And I'm just stoked. I'm ready for Jordan Love to play on Thursday night now. 844-770-3776. Chime in with your overreaction to the Packers. Come from behind victory over the Saints. 18-17. The final score there. And then uh, also you can chime in with one word to describe the Packers comeback victory. And a couple things there. I am a little bit surprised, Matt Hamilton, that you got blinded by love, and I understand it. He did have a nice fourth quarter, 7 of 18 for 100 and some yards, ran the ball, made the plays. Like, he made the plays that were available to him. And a couple things here that I stood out to me is the Packers, I think, had a game stolen from them. they Or they blew it. I shouldn't say stolen from them, but they blew it against the Falcons. And yeah, yeah. this time around, they were able to steal one against the Saints. You took advantage of what was available to you. Do they win if Derek Carr plays the whole game? Probably not. But they don't definitely. They don't automatically win because Derek Carr got hurt. So they went out there, still down 17. And that defense kept on giving the ball back to Jordan Love in that offense. That offense did nothing for three quarters. Absolutely nothing. And that defense did not get discouraged. For all the crap that Joe Barry and his defense got last week, I hope people, and this is not how it works. Everyone's throwing on Jordan Love, and I get it. He was very cool, calm, and collected, and he had a nice fourth quarter. And we're pumping up our quarterback. Right, because he's going to listen. I mean, that all matters. I mean, he's tuned in. Right, absolutely. Big fan of show. So, to me, the defense is the story of this game. It was a gritty. That's the word I would use, Matt Hamilton. It was a gritty victory for the Green Bay Packers, and that defense got it done. Again, reminding me over and over again of the San Francisco 49ers. The Packers are trying to build the 49ers here, and Jordan loves their Brock Purdy, Jimmy G-type quarterback, and... They got it done because they. it took them a lot of cracks, a, little, a lot of bites at the apple. It took them a lot of opportunities. Defense finally said, you know, hey, can't get it done this time, we'll give it right back to you. Can't get it done this time, we'll give it right back to you. Can't yeah. get it done this time, we'll give it right back and to they you. Did and it. they kept on giving it back to Jordan Love and the offense until they finally got it done. But here's the thing, Matt. They got it done, and they got to victory. Mm-hmm. Would everything be different today if that field goal from New Orleans went in? Yeah, we'd all feel a little different. But it doesn't matter because what matters is the results. Just like losing to Atlanta mattered. This time around, it matters beating New Orleans because the Packers, if they had lost that, facing Detroit on Thursday, could have easily be heading into an 0-2 uh, losing streak there and being 1-3 and on the season with their only victory over the hapless Bears. That was staring them in the eyes. Instead, Jordan Love uh, snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat, but I do not want it to be forgotten 
how great of a performance that was by the defense. Give the credit to Love. Let them soak up the moment. Pump them up. But let's be honest. That defense that everyone was crapping on and getting all upset about is why they won the football game. Three sacks for your guy. Three yeah. sacks for your guy with Sean Gary. Kenny Pickett got one. This defense did it without one of their best players in uh, Jair Alexander, and then they were able to do it on a pitch count with Rashawn Gary. 844-770-3776. You can call in. You can text in. Give us your overreaction for the Packers' victory on Monday. And you can chime in with one word to describe the victory. Donnie DeForest says, I love overreaction Monday. Tim in Oregon chimes in, despite the coach's best efforts to lose the game, the players won it. <laughs> uh, Pat from Madison uh, says, overreaction, Jim like Trubisky more than he does Fields. And uh, Joe Barry finally letting his DBs play press near the line of scrimmage in the second half sealed the game. Crazy, too, because he, he it, again, I, I, I wasn't paying too much attention to, to what the defense was doing in particular. I was watching Jameis Winston struggle in the backfield. But I was, if that is the case, he, he decided to man up when his best man-on-man coverage guy was out. So that's a big step from Joe Barry to trust these set, the second string, essentially, to, to shut down this team against James Winston, who was struggling a little bit there uh, in that second half, My, or that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, we, I, don't, I don't even want to bring up the quarterback thing. The Packers... They weren't guaranteed victory because Derek Carr went out. Do well, I no, believe because Derek Carr, Derek Carr didn't put any points on the board since the first quarter, like as far as right. getting in the end zone. Now, he got I, into scoring Do range. I think they would have gotten more opportunities to kick a field goal and would have made one yeah, of those? Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking – did he get him five yards closer than Jameis Winston? Absolutely. Like, I feel very confident in saying that there's a 99% chance Saints win that game if Carr plays. But it's not a guarantee. Yeah, I don't think so. You can do it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different mindset. When the quarterback goes out, your team feels like you can steal one. But – it's not guaranteed the Packers are going to win. That doesn't make them, like... Right, it's it, not like they got 18 right. points for exactly. hurting Derek Carr. Exactly. They had to earn it. So both things can be true. You, Plus, they earned that victory. Can we talk about the analytics call with uh, going for it and after that first touchdown to try and go down by six yeah. instead of being down by seven? I thought that was crazy. Like. I know the analytics is like coming back in football, but like coming back, it's it's, or it's mean, the yeah. new thing. Yeah. It, it, not coming back, it is here and it is it, it's new. Take that! You never down. saw that before. I thought that was crazy. I loved it. Uh-huh. I loved the idea behind it because, like they said, two cracks at a two point conversion, you're not necessarily out of it. Uh huh. And I think the two point conversion rate is just below fifty. So I'm two not, cracks is, isn't bad. I, I may be the alpha nerd. I don't know the exact math on this one here, guys, but I do know that... 60% of the time it works every time? (laughs) Exactly. But if you go for it twice on two-point conversion twice, the odds are about the same as converting both extra point tries. Plus, if you go for it twice... Yeah, if you go for it twice, the odds are that you'll get at least one of them is the odds are equal to what it would be to hit both extra points. Gotta be like 90%. About 90%, but odds are if you go for it twice on... Uh, the two point yeah, conversion. Yeah, so that would You'll put it at about fifty percent. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah Mike from Madison chimes in. Hey guys, remember the score after three quarters was zero to seventeen, and the offense was terrible for three quarters. Their kicker makes their field goal, and we lose the game. How do you feel about Love then? Love over, uh, overthrew and underthrew and missed open receivers for three quarters. Maybe some in the fourth. I'd have to watch it again. He made many mistakes. How many did he really have? That is Mike and Madison. It is not Jim Rutledge. That's uh, a 4-4, 7-7-0, 37-76. Hey, That's an overreaction. 
We're, we're well, here for all of well, reactions. You know what? That's not. That's a very much of like, hey, Jordan Love completed about six percent yard per completion, which is the lowest in the NFL, and in, was just about what fifty percent for the pass completed during the game. Twenty-two like, of forty-four. Yeah. So. None of that matters. They got the win. Yeah, but no that's, more of, a that's more of a tamper down Tuesday. That's say. more of a tamper down Tuesday. Well, we'll get to that on Tuesday. We're not here for <laughs> yeah. we're not here for Jordan Love being dead last in the league as far as starters, his completion percentage for the year. We're not here for that today. We're not here for his yards per completions. We're not here for that today. Uh, we're not here for any of that. Rip and Rona chimes in. My overreaction is that the Packers need to trade for Jonathan Taylor. If our defense plays <laughs> up to potential and Jones comes back healthy, that is a one-two punch we need. Dylan, great guy, but not the guy. That's not an overreaction, Rip. That is no. facts. Jeremiah Madison chimes in. Was the Saints' protection that good over the Packers' receivers being that bad? And he also chimed in, Bears still suck. Jeremiah Madison um, and anyone else? Yeah. Like, you guys, you could have cut me uh, a couple weeks ago. They stink. Bears stink. I've moved on to the Chiefs. I put this on Twitter. I'm taking a break from the Bears. Obviously, they still hold a place in my heart. We're doing a trial separation with the Chicago Bears. I I have moved my heart to the Chiefs. That's the team I'm going to be all invested in on this year. I'll keep an (laughs) eye on the Bears. But I'm out. I'm, I'm not emotionally invested. They are an absolute dumpster fire. You never and, go full Rutland. <laughs> and I, I'm just not – I'm out. So take shots you want because now I'm, my team, I got a franchise QB. I got two Super Bowls. I'm feeling good as a Chiefs fan. I literally got – I got Fanatics open right now. I'm looking at a hat or maybe a shirt oh to get gosh. here. It so, must be easy to change your fandom like this. Yeah, you go to sleep oh, life. No, it wasn't. Well, it's not changing your fandom, but like you're a Bears guy, but you're no. like, ah! No, but this I always like the Chiefs, so maybe I'll just. No, it's like Patrick Mahomes. No, this is just stupid. I mean, why? So like, I get sucked in in an arranged. Like, I got connected to the the Bears. We were young. I was a young man, and you I didn't like, know any better. I didn't know any better. It was like an arranged marriage. My dad set this up. <laughs> you better lock it up. Lock it up. And you know. I just the Bears don't make me happy anymore. Fair. So best case scenario, Matt Hamilton is uh, I'm polyamorous at some point where I love the Bears and the Chiefs. But right now, trial separation with the Bears. I just need they're always going to hold a place in my heart. I'm a big proponent for mental health, Jim. And I imagine 40 years of being a Bears fan, you could use a mental. I'm just not letting health break. And it's more of like I'm just not letting them hurt me. This yeah. year. They're Let's not, just call this a little Bears sabbatical. Yes, they're not. You're taking a sabbatical from the Bears. This is my my darkness retreat. Yeah, I'm putting the Bears in the dark. This is my my, <laughs> my I, darkness I retreat, and they're just away. They ruined Justin Fields, and everyone's going to be fired. And hopefully, they'll have a hot uh, top couple picks, and they, I'll I'll, re, I'll reevaluate at the end of the year. But I want to <laughs> be able to watch football enjoyably this year, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> And you know so what? I'm just watching the Chiefs. You sh- you're allowed to do that. But you know, but you do know, Matt. I was rooting for the Chiefs last year. Yeah. My college roommate is – this was partially, I would say, spurred on by him. He reached out and said, hey, are you going to be at the Chiefs-Packers game? I said, yeah, I am going to that one because I do like the Chiefs. So I arranged to be at that game already. And he said, hey, I'll, I'll, I can maybe hook you up. He's equipment manager for the Chiefs. Our buddy Melvin Gordon played for the Chiefs. I heard great things about that. Friend of show, Jay Fillai, uh, coach for the Chiefs for a little bit there. Uh, and uh, obviously Leo Chanel is on the Chiefs. So – We've had some nice connections to the Chiefs for, for a while now, and I've always been a Patrick Mahomes fan. So that's why I'm just, they've been my side piece for a while. But now I'm making the Chiefs my number one. <laughs> Fair. I, I, I like that you're doing this, Jim. So Robin Madison chimes in. Jim's only a Chiefs fan because Taylor Swift hits his tingle button. I'll say this, I'll say this, Rob. I, infor- yeah. I informed the girls that we're now Chiefs fans and that Taylor Swift is dating one of their players. They're excited. Like, they, yeah. like, like I'm just being a good dad at this point. Here's like, the thing. Why am gr- I putting the Bears on the girls? I was put the Chiefs on them. 
Yeah, I mean, why, you were about to make the same mistake your dad did with you. Yes. Uh, Rip and Rona chimes in. Jim throwing out uh, obscure yards per attempt stats to uh, bash love after he grinded out a comeback or something Jim would do. They're not obscure, uh, Rip. Uh, look, man, that's for the year. That's not one game, man. Like, you can ignore some of that stuff. Jordan loves winning football games. I'm just saying, if you're trying to annoy him as the next Aaron Rodgers, I think you'd be disappointed. If you think he's the next good quarterback the Packers will have, absolutely. I think he's yeah. a good quarterback. I just think uh, a little bit premature crowning his ass. But go ahead and right. do it. Enjoy it. But those stats are real. A completion percentage is not obscure, and he's dead last. Now is Alex Stroh that shared that with me. It's not like I'm looking these up. Uh, Kyle Madison chimes in. Jim's a bandwagon Bears fan. Cheer when they do good, and when they're bad, cheer for the great Chiefs. Kyle, the Bears have been I'm 43 years old. There have been about three good seasons in my life. I deserve a break. It's not bandwagon. It's a sabbatical. It's the sabbatical. I'm just <laughs> he's I'm not, taking the Bears not, are taking a darkness retreat yeah, from Jim's heart. The Bears don't earn the Bears have not earned my love. They have done nothing What's to Jim? get my love and appreciation. And Packer fans, I'm sorry, but you are the most spoiled. Yeah. If you are my age and yeah. you're a Packers fans, shut up because <laughs> you've had nothing but glory. So you don't get to talk about being a tough guy. Or a diehard. You've had nothing to die hard about. You've had the easy outside of being a Patriots fan. Was it last and a few season? Others, you've you had the with? easiest yeah. run. Yeah, I mean, it's up there. But, Jim, did you at least try to go to, like, marriage counseling or something with the What do you think last year was? <laughs> what do you think Jay Cutler was? Look, they go there and they murder quarterbacks. Jay Cutler, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, they've killed them the all. The great Rex Grossman? Here's what they do is I don't know what they would have been. And I, I feel confident, like... I said this on Mr. Irrelevant. If Justin Fields was on the Green Bay Packers, he'd be a, a goddamn future Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I know and feel. Because they know how to build an infrastructure around a quarterback. This is true. This is on a, Now, if he was on the Packers, they would use him as it's, the it's, running back that he is that can throw it. He would have used him like Josh Allen, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Like these the Bears, guys. Like, they're trying to play Justin Fields like he's Tom Brady. So right, and this is or that he's Jordan Love, which he's not. Like this is the thing, uh, and I mean this sincerely. The Packers are going to maximize every bit of talent that Jordan Love has. Like, and that to me is important. We don't know exactly what he is, but he's a fourth-year quarterback who's been in this offense for four years and knows his offense backwards. So and you're forward. saying Packer fans won't have to worry. So say Jordan Love continues what he's doing, we get you know some wins, we end up positive nine and eight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The numbers clearly aren't it. The Packers, being the team that does get what they can out of the quarterback, if they were to let Jordan Love walk, he ain't doing any better He's, anywhere else, look, right? Jordan, like, I, we capped him. That was it? Yes. Well, without a doubt. That that won't – yeah, he won't. he's not going anywhere. You're going to pay him. Mm-hmm. I think pay so, him too. a fair amount. He, Is it going to be midseason? Here's, here's honestly how I feel about Jordan Love, and, I, and we can get into it more, but, like, I think he's a quarterback you can win with. Not because of – like, that's Aaron Rodgers. That's a select few. Right. But I think he falls in that category of a quarterback you can win with. And um, that's the Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy G. Most of those guys I just listed got their team to a, court, to a Super right. Bowl. Uh, you, Joe Flacco. Who win because of their coaches. Right. And, and the players, their players around And them. the scheme. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's more than most. Like, you, like can Cleveland, you can look at Cleveland. You can look at Chicago. You can look at all these teams that can't do it. So, I think, that's where Jared, I think that's where Jordan Love lives, which is a good place to live if you're a Packer fan. you got a quarterback out there who knows this offense, has a great coaching staff, and know, they know how to develop a quarterback and get the most out of him. Did you almost just call him Jared Goff just now? That's kind of what I heard, too. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I, called, I heard I that coming. I called him Jared Love. Jared Love? He, he got yeah. away with it. He looked yeah. good. It's good. I mean, we'll get a chance to see if he's better than him on Thursday. Right, but I mean, yes, we will. But I think the Lions have a better overall team, so I would expect Goff offense, to look better. Offense, for sure. 
well, you were killing the defense last week. Now the defense is back. Well, no, I just think the Lions' <laughs> defense isn't great. Okay, all right. That, okay, that, that I'll, I'll take more of that. Uh, we'll take your calls on the other side. You guys can continue to dunk on me. I also want overreaction <laughs> Monday. Uh, continue to tell me about how great it is to be a Packers fan. This is Religion Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. Matt at the Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. And I appreciate you not being stinky today. That's right, because I've got that... Delightful Iron Jock long sleeve t-shirt on. It's got the state-of-the-art silver IOT technology that's guaranteed to keep me feeling fresh and provide odor fighting prote- uh, protection for as long as I own it. Here's the thing. This shirt's great. They have hoodies. I love the, my, the hoodie I own. The unsung hero is the socks. I wore them curling this weekend. My curling bag did not stink like a gym like a gym bag or a locker room. It was or like the Bears. Or like the Bears. It was <laughs> fantastic. I did not need to take a sabbatical from my curling bag because I had Iron Jock socks. You can get the delightful products from Iron Jock too, the Wisconsin-based company. If you go to Iron Jock, that's J-O-C dot com. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Swift. What, you just weren't a fan of the show now, too, and you thought you'd take a break? I was out there <laughs> talking about... Uh, pulling a me. I was pulling a Matt Hamilton. I was talking about Travis <laughs> Kelsey and look, T-Swift. It, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. This is Relation <laughs> Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I'm Jim Rutledge. He's Matt Hamilton. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Uh, Tim in Oregon, wishing me luck. Good luck as a Chiefs fan. I appreciate that. I, <laughs> come walk me in, Chiefs Kingdom. He also goes with Rex, W-R-E-C-K-S, Grossman. <laughs> Sexy Rexy didn't get it done for the Bears. That was a first-round pick from the Florida Gators. That was the hey, guy I definitely it, had to It gave fun. you your one season of fun. You should, like, as much as he pooed his pants in the Super Bowl, he got to a Super Bowl. It's not bad. Uh, Pat from Madison chimes in. Jim's hibernating on the Bears so that franchise wakes up in better weather, fair weather. Look, man, you guys can take all the shots you want. I'm 43 years old. I legitimately <laughs> feel like I had three good seasons of being a Bears fan. So, like, you, you got to walk a mile on my shoes, especially if you're a Packers fan. You've had it great. You're a man. You, you can change teams if you want to. I'm not you're 40. Cha- I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm just adding. It's very similar, honestly. So, I, I like the Bucks right now. I'm cheering for the Bucks. I've always liked the Bucks, but the Bulls have always been number one in my heart. But I've always liked the Bucks, and I've always cheered for them. And now they got Giannis. Bulls are a dumpster fire. I'm not really interested. It's you know, I, I just not into it. I, I like the Bucks. I root for them. I want them to be there. It is like night. So when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, it was very similar to when the Bucks won the NBA Finals. It's right there. It's not like when the Bulls won it with Jordan or when the Cubs won the World Series. But it's it's close. I'm going to be honest, Jim. Like 70%. People are upset because 
with this is they, they feel like they kind of lose their punching bag. Now, <laughs> my teammate Chris Plies, he's a Viking fan. Mm-hmm. But a couple years ago when the Vikings were a dumpster fire, uh, like pre uh, that Brett Favre thing when I first talked to him, he was like a Niner fan because he liked he liked Delaney Walker when he was out there, and he liked Vernon Davis. It's a likable team. Right? I mean, uh. he bounced around too. And my issue was... There goes my punching bag. You know what? And honestly, 844-770-3776. Is it healthier to be a Fairweather fan, however you want to call it? I'm just taking a break from the Bears. It's mental health. It, it is. definitely is. Or, because here's the other option. But I, I don't want to be this person. Otherwise, I sit around, and I hate on the Packers, and I root for everyone against the Packers every game. My favorite team is whoever the Packers are playing. I've lived that life. That's not fun either. Like when the Bears stink, you just turn your attention to rooting against whoever the Packers are playing. I don't want to do that. See, I appreciate that more. Choice. Yeah, that is that is toxic for me. Yeah, like I, if you were just someone who was going to just cheer against my team week in and week out. Yeah, this show would not be as friendly and like yeah. uh, gentlemanly as it is. And that's not what I'm going to. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm oh just no, choosing so a, I appreciate yeah. it. I I'm mean, it kind of stinks that you're picking like the best team in football. I mean, over the last yeah. the course of 162 yeah. games, they are. But I feel I feel good in my heart about it because look, I I been a Mahomes fan. I wanted to, look. Here's the thing. This is just karma. I wanted the Bears to draft Mahomes in the first place, and so I'm just following Mahomes. I watched the Netflix doc. I just like Mahomes even more. Like this team, they're they're well run. And then again, there is a personal connection. I know multiple people that work for the Chiefs that say great organization. Yeah. And great people. The only around. thing that I yeah. can find as a knock is Mahomes' brother and wife. Don't like him. But other than that, like, the, there's nothing with his, the Chiefs. His wife I'm indifferent to. Everyone's got, you know, he seems happy with her, so She I'm seems to have calmed down a little bit. His brother's yeah. still the his one bro- who yeah, finds his, his the way worst. The His brother is also allegedly a criminal, so like, yeah. Total, I just don't want to lump his wife in with his brother who Fair. is likely, Fair. you know, looks like a criminal, at least as far as what has been accused of in the video of it. So like, <laughs> That does not seem great for no. them. So I don't want to put those two together. It's not fair to her. Uh, 844-770-3776. Rip and Rona chiming in. Uh, flip-flopping is a very brust thing to do. Yeah, look, I'm in four to six. But Brust also a Bears fan. It's I mean, we flip-flop times with them. We flip-flop fandom. Like, how is this surprising? It's hard. I can't think of a Wisconsin equivalent of being a Bears fan. 844-770-3776. I mean, prior to Giannis getting here, I could see a lot of fans of, the, like... But the Bucks got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They had Big Dog. Like, they had a nice yeah, I run. I mean, there's been a couple nice runs, but we hadn't won anything in 50 years prior to Giannis getting it Con- done. The so first like, between, like, Yount and Braun was kind of a... Yeah, maybe there dry area, but it's not this. It's not this. It's it's see for me is I don't necessarily change my fandom like because obviously I've always been a Brewers fan and when I was younger, played baseball. Jose Hernandez, if anyone remembers him, was my favorite shortstop of all time for the Brewers, Mm -hmm. and I remember I got his autograph at a game once. That was I was in. I was big Brewer fan. Yeah. Like, bringing the glove to the game. Dad always bought me one of the, the stat sheets that I never filled out during the game because I was just into it. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. They started to fall apart, and I wasn't as into the Brewers, but I didn't just go said like, oh, I like the Rockies now, or I like the Astros. See, I'm going to say it like this right now. If you are a Packers fan af- born after the year 1995, I, or even 1993, we'll go to the Favre era, I don't want to hear it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're a pre, because here's what it is. Pre-Favre, Packer fans know what it is to be a Bears fan. Tell me about but it. What are they, 60? Yeah. You know? Same with Badger fans. First four years of my Badger life was fans, rough Packer fandom. First, first, uh, 
uh, before Barry <laughs> Alvarez, too. You know what it's like. But anyone else, pre-Alvarez, pre-Favre, if you have memory, if you don't have memories of that, I ain't, I'm not acknowledging your opinion because you've had nothing but gravy as a Packer fan since that time. Did you guys have to walk both ways up the as stands a at Lambeau? I to, did. Did those fans? The oh, Packer I don't. Fans? I don't. I don't know. Honestly, but I'm the, just saying. As, they're as, the only ones. As an under 25 Packers fan, I do feel like we can still have an opinion on saying it's fair to say that the Packers haven't always achieved what they we thought they yeah, were but going it's not, to. It's not anywhere close to what. No, I, no. It's so not, that's, it's that's not my close. point. It's like I'm not taking any crap. From anyone who's been able to root for a team that what did you share, Matt, the, the other day? Oh my gosh, I was just go. gonna say this. He's chuffed at this. Well, pull him back. Here's a, yeah, because I, I was I was definitely <laughs> I was not in my right mind I yesterday also, when I said that. Definitely not. I was definitely a jerk in his response because it came out of left field yeah. and I just got this weird text. <laughs> uh, so Matt Hamilton, uh, we were doing a text chain. Matt was telling us that he wasn't feeling good. We did have a few people chime in on talking text line. Matt does not have COVID. The Canadian COVID, as someone asked. He, <laughs> Uh, which I think they said you're going to grow antlers and, and uh, pea oh, yeah. uh, syrup. And all but, I can taste is maple syrup right, right now. It's right. So, a much nicer my, version of COVID. My sense of taste <laughs> right. didn't go away. He's just being I a, just only taste maple. He's being a good friend and teammate. Uh, he's just wanting to make sure that nobody gets sick around the office. So he's he's wearing that. But yeah. Matt had said, I'm not feeling good. Uh, you know, I'm wrapping it up, but I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to have some chicken noodle soup. I'm just going to chill. Maybe have a CBD gummy and just chill tonight. And about an hour later... Wolfsheim and I got this <laughs> random text <laughs> from Matt Hamilton on a left field. And what was it? Go ahead, Matt. It was uh, the NFL if it was broken down like a regular season baseball. So what they did is they took the last 162 regular season games from every NFL team and then broke every conference down like they were playing baseball or like you'd see a baseball record. Mm-hmm. This right there will show you how much easier it is to be a Packer fan than a Bear fan. It's literally... Yeah. When you look at the stats in, it's and the winning inverse. It's 160 for the Packers, and it's 62 and 100 for the Bears. It's, it's, it's literally Bay, inverse. They are worse than the Lions. Yeah, the Packers had two in ties in there, which is why they don't quite add up. The Packers right, you know were 160 and 2. I take it back. Very happy being a Packers fan. Yeah. Very, very happy being on this side of the border. See, Eric Mattis chimes in his first 30 years of being a Packer if he wants to give me some hard time, and again, I'm not abandoning the Bears. I just I don't want to be the person, especially hosting a show here in Madison. I don't want to be the person that's hate that my football weekend is just hating on the Packers, rooting for them to lose. Now I'd rather con- I'd rather just do what I've been doing, which is I try to watch the game live. If I can't, I have a deep I have a, a taped it with Hulu and I watch it back by myself. I know the outcome of the game, so I'm not emotional about it, and I can just watch the game. And then for my joy, though. I'm going to pick the Chiefs instead of being anti-Packer. I'm pro-Chief. Because that's all I got right now. Because the Bears are done. Or being a masochist and continuing to cheer for the Bears. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and there's only so much I can take. Only Somebody s- punch me in the gut. <laughs> yeah. I would take so a gut. I would take a gut punch, Matt Hamilton. These punches meant are a little, Bears these, dub? Are, these are Mac Jones type hits right now. Yeah. If, if you don't know, Mac Jones notorious uh, for taking uh, shots a little lower than the gut. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. I... I'm not a winner as a Bears fan, but you can be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. And over $12 million in jackpots last uh, month alone at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. More than that this month. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. 
See, this is Chicago-based artist, rapper. I'm not sure exactly what he'd call himself. Uh, Serengeti. Songs I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about the Bears anymore this season. A little asterisk in that. 844-770-3776. Robin Madison chimes in, which is honestly the per- perfect encapsulation of where the Bears are at right now. The Broncos gave up 70 points. Could have been an NFL record 73 if Mike McDaniel didn't take it easy on him. He showed mercy in the dojo. <laughs> they are three and a half point uh, favorites over the Bears. The Broncos are over the Bears, who just gave up. The Broncos just gave up 70. I mean, I wouldn't favorites. pick the Broncos as my lock of the week, but. But that's where I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah, I'm just I'm, saying that's where it's at. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. And we are asking you for your overreaction on Monday. So give us an overreaction to the game on Monday for the Green Bay Packers. Whether it's you want to put Jordan Love into the Hall of Fame, you want to pay him his money, you want to recrown Joe Barry as a good defensive coordinator, you want to finally state that Rashawn Gary is putting up the sack numbers to match our friend uh, T.J. Watt. What, whatever, or Miles Garrett, whatever it is you want to go with, overreact today, 844-770-3776. It is an overreaction Monday. Also, chime in with one word to describe the victory for the Packers. I went with gritty. I thought it was a gritty victory because the defense held the Saints in check long enough to the, to the Packers finally could. So one of those things where you're holding up someone and finally the Packers are able to land the blow. Right. Like yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like, pow, pow, like little soft punches, soft punches, soft punches, soft punches. And finally they got two uppercuts in there and they won the game. Yeah. I'm, my one word for this one, especially because primarily what I caught live was the fourth quarter. I watched back so I could see what was going on in the first three quarters. But what I was able to actually watch live was the fourth quarter. And what I saw was a very poised team in staring defeat in the eyes. Chins up, going out, playing their hearts out, knowing that they still have a chance to do it. And I don't know who on that sideline rallied the guys or if the guys just knew in their hearts that they could still come back. Like maybe LaFleur pulled some guys aside. Maybe Jordan Love was the leader and rallied them on the sideline. I don't know what got into them. But that fourth quarter, they all looked poised. They all looked prepared to do their jobs and go out and play better football than they had been. And I think I think there's a lot to be said about that. 844-770-3776. We're going to ask you who do you think gets the most credit. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Kyle Bruston Norman, who was on earlier uh, in the day, 2-4 to four in, Mad- in Madison, 2-5 to five in Milwaukee. That's uh, Kyle Wallace, Ben Bruss, Brad Norman. They asked the question, who deserves more credit for the Packers win over the Saints? Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur. Complete disrespect. Completely disrespectful to Joe Barry, Rashawn Gary, in this defense. If I'm giving one player the MVP of that game, it's Rashawn Gary. Yeah. 844-770-3776. Yeah, the, the defense was able to stall that Saints offense for essentially three quarters of football. They were able to like squeak out three points. The special teams gave up a tutty. But there was the one touchdown to Jimmy Graham that Carr was able to get. And then that defense was solid. They kept their defense on the field, which I think is a major factor in why that Packers offense was able to move the ball in the fourth. They were on the field the majority of that fourth quarter. That defense must have been gassed. And you know what? The Packers made them pay for that. And that is a testament to how well the Packers defense did. Going on the field, shutting the Saints down, 
getting the ball back into the offense's hand, being well-rested for the next time the Saints get the ball, and then doing it again. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. Uh, I want to, you know, we're going to be unveiling something, I think, tomorrow or maybe Wednesday. Ooh. It's a good green and gold, green and gold go to the week. Uh, so I want to ask you, 844-770-3776, who is the GOAT in the Packers' victory? I'm giving it to Rashawn Gary. Yeah. Three sacks in one NFL game when your offense is doing bupkis for three quarters. And you're not even on the field every year. Yes, game. that is a high rate of success there for Rashawn Gary. But 844-770-3776, who is the GOAT of the Packers' victory over the Saints. I'll tell you who else is the GOAT if your business or at home is in trouble, and that's Revive Restoration. That's right. Revive Restoration is the best if there's an accident to your house or business. My friend Phil came home from a long weekend on a Sunday. Basement was flooded. I told him, Phil, don't worry about it. Grab yourself a Coors Light. Go back upstairs, sit on the couch. Josh Duggan and the guys at Revive Restoration, they got your back. And sure enough, by Tuesday, that was a dry basement. They're moving on to getting their life back on track. You can too. From things like mold remediation, asbestos removal, fire damage, smoke damage, water damage, and more, Revive Restoration has your home or business covered 24-7, 365 days a year. You can go online to revivepros.com. They've got a 24-7 emergency uh, application on their site. If you've got an issue, they'll be able to get to you immediately. That's at revivepros.com. Revive Restoration has your back. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Chris Orr coming up next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Pickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? He knows what it takes to win. Any road win in this conference is a big deal. This was exactly what this program needed. Am I like onto the college football playoff? No. Yeah. Where are our standards? Do we do we elevate them or no? It's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Live from an apple orchard unknown. It is former Badger, normally in beast mode, now in dad mode, as he joins Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Life. This segment is brought to you by Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Chris R., how are we doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, man. I'm daddy or right now, man. I'm out with the fam, taking some apples, feeding some goats, having a grand old time. You are having a grand old time. Your child will not remember any of it. Uh, it's yeah, honest, Not at all. No, not not one bit of it. It's one of those things that you're doing to make yourself feel better. Like, hey, I'm being a good dad. I'm doing things. Uh, but it's really... You're, you're, like, you're just like the dad dream crusher right now. No, hey, I've been a dad for a while. Chris Orr, everything you're doing that you think is really great and is fun no, and your kids like, building like me. neural connections by being outside and touching no, no, experience things, no. that doesn't matter. That's for you, Chris. Yeah, it is. It's all true. But here's what you're doing, Chris. 
You're building good habits as a dad, and that's the uh, important part. It's just go. like it's just like practice or anything else. You're building good dad habits for when they can remember it, and they do actually have any sort of recollection of what you've done. Break that, you down, he build you up. Yeah, Jim Rutledge, everybody. Chris Orr could have taken him in the backyard and gotten the same results as today, but and not had to pay to go to the apple orchard. But you are building good dad uh, muscles there. You know, just like the Badgers now, I'm getting some muscle memory here. Uh, that's a professional radio transition there, Matt yeah, Hamilton. I'm learning. Uh, the Badgers I'm learning. are getting uh, How to be a dad mem- and be a radio host. <laughs> muscle memory uh, on how to run this offense and this defense. It felt like it felt it seemed a little more natural for the Badgers against Purdue. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They seemed a lot more comfortable. Uh, I think part of that also uh, you have to attribute to the coaching. Uh, we did some things early, like the, the trick play throwback to Mordecai this thing, everybody to breathe a little bit. Um, I think that in prior weeks, since they weren't starting as fast as they wanted to, that guys got real tight and not as confident, just trying to do everything uh, to the best of their abilities or just do it perfect. But yeah, definitely seem more confident, more uh, more collective for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious where. Where was that panic meter if the Badgers lose that one? Because that was obviously a big game, first one of the Big Ten. Kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season as far as Big Ten play is concerned. Right. Would you have been panicking if they lose that one? Um, I don't know about a full panic. Uh, I would have I would have panicked a little bit, though. I think it would have came down to how we over again, like slow start. Uh, we rallying the third, but too little too late then yes, I would have panicked because that's just not a formula to win. But uh, had, had we have just been – had we came out the same way and it turned into a shootout and, and we'd been on the on the losing side of the coin, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily would have panicked. I think it would have just depended on how we lost. Right. Talking with former Badger Chris Orr about the Wisconsin Badgers victory over Purdue and Jez Malusi. Uh, the injury, yeah, uh, brutal. Let's set aside the field stuff. Mm-hmm. As a player on that team, seemed like he was a leader, and mm-hmm. obviously Braylon Allen and him were very close. So, yeah. as losing someone of that sort of stature in the locker room, how does that affect the team uh, throughout the week and on game day? Yeah, it ooh, it definitely has a tremendous effect. Uh, mainly just because you lose one of your leaders, uh, one of your dogs, somebody who probably could have easily been a captain uh, himself. You lose a leader in the war. So you lose somebody out there on the battlefield. So he's still going to be a leader. He's still going to be that guy that's showing up. They're still going to see him working hard in rehab, and they're going to use that as motivation and as fuel. But it's not the same when he's not in the fight with you. Um, but at the same time, you could use that as motivation, man. I'm sure De- I'm sure Braylon will dedicate the rest of the season to him. You know, I-, I know they were close. You're always close whenever playing running back and you're sharing the backfield or your your receiver in an air raid offense, especially, and one of your poor guys goes down, or your inside backer and the guy next to you goes down, it definitely hurts because you're you're going into you feel like you're going into the fight uh, one man short. You feel like you're 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 short, you're short one, and it can leave a hole, or you can spin it and, and use it as motivation, without a doubt. So we've been talking like Badgers identity for since they started playing, right? They've had some slow mm-hmm. starts talking about the Badgers need to find their identity the Badgers were roughly 60% run to 40% pass now I know a couple of these runs were Tanner Mordecai just scrambling and getting out of there so it might have been a little closer like 55-45 but do you think with this 
uh, nice start that this might be that like foundation or footprint for this Badgers identity going forward, or that maybe the coach is figuring out what this identity for this team is? I mean, honestly, I think it is the identity. I think the identity is we're a team that we really want to run the ball. Uh, we want to open up by getting some of our receivers involved early, which I think can help tremendously. Uh, it, it'll definitely loosen up that box, make guys respect the pass game. But I think that is our identity. Like, we know that we can run the ball. We know that we can manipulate the pocket in ways. And also, when throwing the ball, I think our identity is let Tanner Mordecai create. Let him create uh, O-line. You buy enough time, you know that this guy's going to move around back there. And receivers just keep working to get open. Even if your primary route isn't open, just keep working. And then I think defensively, it's, it's you're going about it a different way. So what – all Badger fans out there are accustomed to, they're used to these pressures and we're blitzing all these different guys and they're getting into the backfield, which we showed some of that for sure. We definitely showed some of that, uh, bringing some zero pressures and stuff like that. This is where you have, if you're not blitzing, you're covering somebody man-to-man. That's what a zero pressure is. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that is the identity. We're, we're a run-first team. We want to spread the ball, though, so you have to respect our receivers. We have playmakers in space. And we want to let our quarterback create. I think that's where we're when we're humming the most. And then defensively, we're putting the numbers in coverage, and we're our best when our guys aren't thinking and they can actually come off of their responsibilities to create some of these turnovers. That's how we've been. All the turnovers we got this year, they they only one of them came off of pressure. Outside of that, it's just been guys going the extra mile. Like, okay, I'm doing my job, then I'm getting my eyes back to the quarterback, and I'm making a play on the ball. And that's usually what you get when you put the numbers in coverage as opposed to in your rush or just in the front seven. I'm curious uh, as also somebody who like is very interested in football, obviously lots of time needed to recover. What mm-hmm. is it like playing on a short week? Like the Badgers obviously sat played Saturday. Now they got had to play Friday short week. They obviously are going to have yeah. to do that in the NFL if they want to move on. What's yeah. that like as a player uh, working on a short week and especially going into like maybe the biggest game of the season so far against a, a big 10 matchup? Right, yeah. It's it's definitely tough, uh, mainly because you don't necessarily have the prep time. Like, a lot of people from the outside looking in, uh, people can think that you look at a, you look at teams far in advance or you start working on, like, a big-name team, maybe like Ohio State. You start working on them weeks in advance, and it, it doesn't work like that. Your full focus each week is on whatever that opponent is coming up. So, yeah, you finish your game Saturday, and you're probably back to work Sunday. You lose, like, a day. You never get a true off day. It'll just – bring the tempo of practice down some just to make sure your body can recover. And honestly, it's on the coaching staff to reset everybody, especially in college. So instead of today being Sunday, like this is our Monday. And uh, Monday is our Tuesday and so on and so right. forth, just so we can have to uh, reset the schedule. And it helps you as a player get into that mindset too because you're so routine. Your, your daily schedule is so detailed that once it shifts and you just get back in the mold, you're good to go. But, yeah, in the NFL, it is challenging, man. Going from Sunday to Thursday, that is tough. You get no off day. Uh, you're not even practicing for real. You're just in helmets and nothing crazy up tempo. It's all about getting your body back as fast as possible. But they expect you to be ready to show up on Thursday anyway because you're a pro at that point. Like, you put the time in when you're off of the field and in our meeting rooms, and you should be ready to go because uh, most likely the <laughs> – Whoever you're playing, they got a short week too, so it's nobody's at a disadvantage or anything. So you just got to get ready to go. Chris, as always, we appreciate the insight on the Badgers' big victory over Purdue. And uh, look, the Badgers get a little break. 
Uh, so yeah. uh, we'll uh, maybe talk some Packers with you on Monday then. Or on, yeah, uh, for or sure. Next week, Let's yeah. do it. All righty. They look good, man. They look good. Rashawn Gary, man. Bringing it. <laughs> All right. All right. Appreciate y'all. Enjoy the apple picking, Chris Orr. Uh, that was Chris Orr. <laughs> brought to you by Simden Chevy uh, in Mount Horeb North and South. Look, some of my baggage is that, like, I look back and I just realize how much money those places sucked out of me because they try to guilt you as a parent and, like, Ba- baby don't know. One-year-old doesn't know. You can, get, you can take them to a park for free. Same difference. You can bring them. So I started doing that. Like I, took my, I was talking to uh, uh, Jeffrey from, uh, Jeff from J&K Security Solutions, and he's got younger kids. And I was like, hey, you know what? Park. And I talked to other people, too. Parks, man, they're free, and you get the same everything you're talking about. And the kids need to be outside, and you need to right. socialize, and you do all those things. Free. Don't get sucked into this apple picking, pumpkin stuff. They're too little to know what's going on. And as an adult, it's boring to sin. So just take them somewhere where it's free. It's probably a little stuff. more fun when the kids are actually enjoying it. And you right. can kind of like live the through their right. eyes Because some of these places, like they try to charge you like at, at like two. Get out of here. Like, oh, if the baby's over one. Get out of here. <laughs> if the kid can reach up and grab an apple, you should charge him for it. Right. No, no. <laughs> kid can't even eat an apple at that age. And they're like, oh, you got to pay for this. No, get out fair, of here. Fair, fair, fair. So that's, that's my thing. So, like, those places are just a racket. Plenty of free things to do with your kids to get them outside and enjoy themselves. Libraries. Here's the thing. A-plus dad, Chris, but C-plus on activity. Uh, it's just, it's more of you like. You blew your own money. Here's the thing. People are, yeah, they're out there trying to take your money as a parent. They try to guilt you. Libraries <laughs> are free. Parks are free. Great time. Kids will love it. They don't know the difference. The uh, I'll, I'll give you another one. The kids at Rotunda at the Overture Center. Free thing you can do with your kids here at Spark Building. Downstairs, they have different events for kids. Plenty of free things to do in Madison. Don't let these people take your money. I can totally see Jim just dressing up like Mickey Mouse in his backyard and being like, hey, kids, it's Disneyland. Or like or like going and buying like a bushel of apples yeah. and placing them around the house no, in the backyard. No. My, exactly. my, my kids are older now. We do think we, we look, I, I'm speaking from experience. We had to do all that. We paid for all these things. I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Just don't waste the money. That I did. I, the kids are older now. We go do stuff all the time together. Here's they the went thing. To the you wasted game. the money, and the t- kids turned out great. Are you really going to risk it if you could do it over again and not do it the same way? Just a few more parks, a few less uh, pumpkin patches. That's oh, all. man. I don't know. They might not be the same kid. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> There's not a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. You know, kids age out or whatever. But the day I don't have to go to another pumpkin patch will be a happy, happy day. <laughs> I love the pumpkin patch. Just give me the pumpkin from the grocery store. I'm fine. I don't care. No. Why do I got to go get all dirty and pick some broke-ass pumpkin? They're never yeah, good. No, They're all like you've got like a local farmer, right? As opposed to buying it from Pick and Save. It's oh, yeah, the local farmer dropped like a nickel for their... Yeah, but the the Kroger Pick and Save, all that will charge you your pumpkin for like five bucks. I go pick a pumpkin. I got to pay to go into the place. And then I got to pay more for the pumpkin than I would anywhere else. Yeah, but it's the experience. What you're experience? going to the farm. I you're getting to your go work. out. I got to do your work. No, no. That, that's, that's some booty, Jim. No, no. They're going to go milk a cow? That's this is not, this is not experience. That would be awesome. It stinks. That's and you don't pay for that experience. Yeah. I, I don't want to. That is, that is. you know what? It's capitalism at its best. If you want to get sucked into it, great. But I'm not paying you to do your job. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light.